episode 92 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, literary news, and author news. I'm Eric Mickles, and with me, as always, is Rebecca St. James. Really? No. Wow. No. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a great no, That's a Christian musical artist yeah, from it was a the weird, early aughts. It was a weird, weird poll, <laughs> yeah. but I like it. Yeah. You know I what? Got you, it got your energy up. So I that's think, good. Uh, my name's Nick Gunning, yeah, you're Nick by Gunning. the way. I think where I was going was Rebecca Stamos. That's not a thing. Right. Okay. No, Rebecca, Rebecca Stamos. No, who am I thinking? Of? I have no idea. Yeah, John, Re- John Stamos? His wife. Well, not wife Becky. anymore. No. Re- Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah. Okay. There you go. But I completely... I'm with you now. But Rebecca oh, St. James, so good. <laughs> good. That's a really great poll. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're going to be talking about the posthumous works of Michael Crichton today. Yeah. Are you excited? Yes, I'm excited. Uh, for those who don't know, it is pronounced posthumous. Nick isn't sounding ridiculous. He's pronouncing the word right. When you look at it, you might think posthumous, uh-huh. but it's not. It's posthumous. Okay. So even if you've spent 25 years saying uh, posthumous because it makes sense because th- when you're dead, you're posthuman. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I thought oh, that forever. Oh, you poor misguided and man. Then one day I said uh, posthumous out yeah. loud and somebody's like, do you mean posthumous? I'm like, no, I don't know what that means. <laughs> posthumous sounds like a hippopotamus-related thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does like a, a little bit. Like a hippopotamus who's been given the drug from Algeron. Uh, uh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Letters for Algeron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? Flowers? Flowers for... Yeah, yeah. you're not sending that mouse letters. Yeah. No, but, you know, not. like you give the hippo a brain-induced, like, increasing drug. Yeah. It's post-hippopotamus. Yeah, I get it. Posthumous. I get it. Uh, well, the reason we're talking Michael Crichton today is because uh, his latest posthumous release, Dragon Teeth, comes out this very week. Yeah. Uh, we talked about early Michael Crichton back in episode two. Can you believe that? Episode yeah. two of this podcast. Well, I think we talked all Michael we Crichton. We talked all Michael Crichton. Yeah. 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 If but you now, mean early by living Michael Crichton. Yeah. Yes, we talked now early Now we're Crichton. just going to focus on the on the three that have come out since he passed uh, several years ago. So you can go back and revisit episode Ooh. two to hear the first half several, of this, man. But... Almost 10 years now. Yeah, you're right. You are right. I know. Well, uh, what have you been doing? What have you been reading? What have you been doing? A lot. My yeah. dad was up this weekend. We did yeah. a lot of work on my house. Nice. So I'm a little exhausted. Yeah. He's more tired than me. He's the one with all the skills. Okay. I, ha- I hand him things. So, okay. you know, he's more tired. Yeah. But still. Okay. Yeah. Good busy weekend. Nice. What about you? Uh, I read a comic. Okay. Called Giant Days, Volume 4. Oh, my so. wife loves that series. Uh, I love that series first, and Good. I introduced yeah, it to you her. Did. Yeah. So... She needs to stop pretending like she discovered that series. I don't think that's... Well, she needs to stop. No, okay. Uh, No, I really liked it. Um, It's... Now that, like, the surprise and shock of how much... How weird and uh, funny it is is Mm -hmm. gone. Now I'm just, like... Oh, You know, it's just just regularly enjoying it. I could see that. I read the first volume, and I enjoyed it. But, yeah, I could see how... Um, And I I still don't love the artist who's been, who switched out the original artist. Oh, so that's tough. That could be tough sometime. All right. So Giant Days, that is new in our young adult adult graphics. graphics. Cool. All right. And I've been trying to finish uh, Case of Consciousness. Oh, yeah. I guess it's just, it's kind of dense. Like I picked it up as it was sluggishness. More like it. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, well, I read a bunch of graphics and one book book. But Why all don't you read anything with words, stuff. Nick? Yeah, thank you. Uh, the one book I read with <laughs> words hardly counts. It was Flag Full of Stars, the second in the Lost Era series of Star Trek. And it wasn't good. I hated it. So yeah. we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Star Trek fans avoid it. If you're not a Star Trek fan, why would you read it? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> 
doesn't even make well, sense. Well, what if they saw Star Trek Beyond? Oh, and yeah, like, the movie. Oh, and they, want they to make Star that. Trek books, and they went to a used bookstore, and this was the only one this they had. This is not the one. You want to look for your Vulcan's glory. You want to look for your entropy effects. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Here are all the graphic novels I read. I read you just S- saved a whole lot of... <laughs> I finished Superman Doomed, which I loved. Doomed. I think that you should read it. I will it's read long. it. It's long. It's a do commitment. You it? I do, yeah. <laughs> yep. I can read a graphic... No graphic novel have a- has ever been a commitment for me. Okay. Uh, I read <laughs> Archie, volume three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheryl Blossom shows up, right? Cheryl Blossom shows up, yeah. Still like it. Uh-huh. Don't love it. Oh. Like, I absolutely loved the first volume. But do you want more of it? I do want more of it, okay. yeah. Yeah, I'm still in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, <laughs> oh, what a dip in quality. It's just, right. you know, wasn't didn't didn't uh, grab me like the other ones did. Mm. We have that, I believe, also in our new young adult section. Yeah, we just got it. I read the second volume of Superman, Wonder Woman, which we had the first one. You're doing that in prep for Wonder it Woman? It was taken just, away. Yeah. And never returned. Yeah, some, somebody checked it out. Please bring it back. Never returned it. Never returned it. We know who you are. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, it was not good. It was just a hodgepodge, mismatched mm. collection of wow. other stories, little parts of other stories. Completely nonsensical. I thought you were going so to... So do s- not read it. Read s- Superman Doomed instead. I thought you were going to say hook it, putting uh, Wonder Woman and Superman together was hodgepodge oh. and... Uh, no, see, uh, I think it really disconnected. I think it works in Doomed, but it doesn't mm. work in this. It doesn't uh, oh work. Oh boy, I'll it's tell you what. Stupid idea. I read Cyclops Volume One, Starstruck. Let me tell you, this yeah. is an offshoot of the all-new X-Men series. Yeah. This would warm your patricidal little heart because it's just uh, patricidal. Yeah, it's just Cyclops running around on a like a space adventure with his space pirate mm. father, Corsair. So much fun! So you should definitely Isn't that check this series. The desire out. to kill your father or any parents? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a good series. So you should yeah. check it out. Yeah. I got, uh, it, I got it in your library load. So you can borrow it if you want. The X Men character Cyclops, the yeah. man who shoots uh, lasers from his eyes. Yeah. His dad is a space pirate, yeah. the Star Jammers. So good. And so I loved it. Uh, young Cyclops from the 60s has traveled back into the present it's too day. too convoluted. You've lost him. Um, and now he's left the X Men because he's a little disillusioned because modern day cyclops has gone a little bit crazy yeah. a little bit magneto magneto being the uh x-men villain from the 60s who controls magnetism yeah uh played by ian mckellen in the x-men movies too later much. played by too michael much. fassbender i'm not even following in this. the reboot series okay <laughs> i'm currently reading suicide this squad. is the show i want to do i know let's do it <laughs> right. i'm currently reading a graphic novel suicide squad most wanted el diablo new in our adult graphics it's pretty sure. good so and nick also... just revealed his age being 15 yeah <laughs> I'm also reading All Our Yesterdays by Robert B. Parker, which is good. It's so yeah. different from anything I've ever read by him, but I am enjoying it. This is him, not like he's gone. No, this is real okay. him. This is this is one of his... Uh, it's standalone. It's not part of any series. Mm-hmm. He only has maybe two, three standalones. Mm-hmm. More than that, actually. Four or five. Okay. <laughs> this is for the Page Turners Book Club, but I'm enjoying it myself, so it's good. You know what? Before we go any farther, though, I have to tell you two weird coincidences happened and related to last episode. Do you remember when we started talking about Gilligan's Planet? Spin yes. off of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yes, I do. Where they're stranded on a planet. I sure do. They reference Gilligan's Planet in Cyclops, Volume 1. That's hilarious. Cyclops. Who would do that? Cyclops <laughs> mentions Gilligan's Planet. And I'm like, what? Nobody but me and uh, Don Wells know anything about right. this show even yeah. existing. So uh, that was crazy. Uh-huh. And then two episodes ago in the 90s, we're talking about the big love showdown Archie thing where he finally chooses between right. Betty and Veronica. 
reprinted in Archie the 75th Anniversary Digest Series, Volume 9. I picked it up and there it was. I haven't thought about either of those two things in decades. (laughs) They've been in the last two episodes. Here they are back into my life. So, Pot of Gold. There you go. Now, I'm saying Pot of Gold because now I want to find a Pot of Gold. Oh, and I feel like whatever I, yeah. I talk about on the podcast, sure. I'm going to get. It's going to come so, true, yeah. Dr. Pepper. You, you think you have the power to create anything by just saying it on the show and you I'm say Dr. Pepper. S- I'm starting to feel like it. Like, yeah. You, it would just cost you $1.25 <laughs> for a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I have a pot of gold, so it wouldn't even matter. Oh, that's true, yeah. But I guess I just wanted I wanted to like open my desk drawer, and there's a nice cold Dr. Yeah. Pepper. I have a friend who's... Uh, didn't happen. Who he, knows he, Dr. Pepper? Yeah, the actual doctor. The real doctor? Pe- What's yeah. his doctor? Well, he, he knew him before he was a doctor, when okay. he was still in graduate school. Okay. So he, right, just, he just called him Dave then. Mr. Pepper. Dave Pepper. Dave Pepper. Yeah. Dave Pepper. Okay. So. Right, is he still practicing? He can't be. Well, no. I mean, no. He's because got- the, he's, he's actually a dentist. A dentist? Yeah. Oh, that's sneaky. Yeah. Because the more Dr. Pepper you, you drink, drink, the more, more you gets to go to yeah. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, he really... Wow. He, he was smart. Coming and going, yeah. he gets you. Wow. Yeah. Take my money, Doctor. It's actually Pepper. That's uh, he, he shrunk it down. It was actually Doctor Pepperstein. Really? Yeah. And he shrunk but, it down. Yeah. Is he is he taking new patients? Because I have some concerning dark spots and a few teeth. He is, but uh, only for Pepsi fans. Darn it. <laughs> well, and listeners, uh, I know Doctor Pepper's a Coke product. Best of which, what? Well, it's not a Coke product. What? Dr. Pepper is just its own thing. Mr. Pibb is the Coke equivalent. That's of Dr. right. Pepper. You know what? Yeah. One time, me and my friend were playing Cranium. Yeah. And Dr. Pepper came up as like a, is it Coke or Pepsi? Yeah. And we worked at a pizza shop yeah. that had a Coke thing. Yeah. But Dr. Pepper was in it. So yeah. we were like, oh, ha, ha, it's yeah. a Coke product. Yeah. And then we were wrong. No, it's a lone read. And we just like lost it's it. It's an island. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I have, a, <laughs> I have a friend who wrote in. Dr. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Who, to tell me that, because uh, I brought up, didn't Archie do like an RC across America, an oh, RC yeah. race across America? Yeah. It was Richie See, Rich. Re- oh, okay. So. All right. There you go. All right. Richie Which I Rich. guess makes sense. Well, I loved that show too. The Did you ever watch the cartoon? Yeah, Richie I used Rich. to watch the Richie Rich cartoon Great. all the time. Richie Rich Scooby-Doo Hour. Did you ever watch Have that? Have you watched the Netflix reboot? No. Live action? But I loved the Macaulay Culkin, oh, Edward Herman version. John Larroquette's the villain in that. Okay. Let's watch it right now. Uh, okay. Do you want to? That and Sky High. Double feature. No, you we're not watching Sky High. Change the subject. What, are, what else are we talking about? Um, that was I, just bookmarked. Yeah, I, told you, I told you what I read. Okay. So that's it. Let's talk about book news. Okay. Let's not get it going. Not a lot. There's well, like nothing. Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton. Yeah, I was going to save that for last. Sorry. Uh, we got The Frozen Hours. So, Roger, can you get me Dr. Pepper? Yeah, both of us, actually. Wow. Okay. Nothing. All right. Yeah. No, he did something all right. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, the Frozen Hours, yeah. a novel of the Korean War by Jeff uh, Shara. Shara? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, does he write those bear books? The books about the clan of the bear? No. What does he write? Well, this kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's the master of military historical yeah. fiction. Didn't he write a this whole thing on, on the Revolutionary War? Probably. I think, like, I used to shelve. This is his wheelhouse, so, yeah. Rev- military stories? Military fiction, yeah. Have you read any of it? No. Okay. Well, let's move on then. Okay, sure. Uh, rich people problems. Nothing I know about, but mm-hmm. Nick over here, he's always Excuse like, oh, me. my caviar went Do bad. Do you see a Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Why would I wish for a pot of gold if I was rich? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Why does Scrooge McDuck always trying to make more money? Because he wants to swim <laughs> in his gold. Rich people problems. It's a novel by Kevin Kwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
best-selling author of Crazy Rich Asians and China Rich Girlfriend. So I think these are specifically uh, a type of rich-related oh, books. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've never heard of th- this series, but the no. cover looks familiar. No one has. What? <laughs> uh, they showed up on my coming soon Google search. Okay. So I guess that's what you're into. That's fine. Uh, Shadow Man. Ah. Not to be confused with the comic book character Shadow Man. Oh, that is later turned into a Nintendo 64 game. They both have Shadow the, Man the same 64. Name. Yeah, no, this is Shadow Man. Is it as good as Superman 64? No, uh, Shadow Man 64. Yeah. Yes, okay. Shadow Man 64 is good. Okay. Oh uh, well, then that is better yeah. than Superman. <laughs> so Shadow Man by Alan Drew. Not to be confused with the Shadow Man from uh, Princess and the Frog. You're adding too many. I can't. <laughs> too many things. <laughs> this is okay. So what does Dennis Lehane? What Dennis Lehane does for Boston, Alan Drew does for Southern California, because nobody, and I mean nobody, has ever (laughs) written about anything in Southern California. Also, Robert Parker's the one who writes about Boston, Mm -hmm. way more notable than Dennis Lehane. Yeah. And you know who really writes about Boston? Who? Uh, The band, Boston. Boston. (laughs) Hey, I have a new idea for a novel series. I have a really, um, a setting that hardly is ever used. Okay. It's New York City. Yeah? Yeah. What are you going to do? How are you going to make it different? How am I going to make it different? Yeah. First of all, cop. A cop in New York City. A cop in New York City. That's what you're going to focus on. Okay. Well, I hope you don't like success. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got? Yeah, let's move on. I don't want to talk about Shadow Man anymore. Uh, Not to be confused with... Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Lord of Shadows. Okay, that's really not to be confused with uh, Shadow Man. Uh, Lord of Shadows, this is... Th- Christine Feehan, please. No. Darn it. It's the second book of the Dark Artifi- Artifices? Uh, Artifices. Okay. By Cassandra Clare. Oh, sure. So the first book was Lady Midnight. Uh-oh. These books Cheryl are crazy Kenyon, sellers. Call your lawyer. Poor checkouts here. Yeah. Though so this is funny. This this is the first uh, paragraph here. Sunny Los Angeles can be a dark place indeed in Cassandra Clare, Lord of Shadows, the sequel to the number one New York Times bestselling Lady Midnight. Lord of Shadows is a Shadowhunters novel. That's it. Wow. The last sentence is like, no, you do want to read yeah, this. I promise. Please. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. So, also written by Stephen King. No, not really. Uh, I know you're super excited for this. This is a uh, younger book, but Rise of the Isle of the Lost, okay. a Descendants novel. This is book three of the Descendants series. The Descend- Disney Descendants. Uh, Descendants, okay, that's what I thought yeah. you meant. All right. So I bring it up because uh, it was announced that Descendants, the like made-for-TV Disney, Disney. movie, yeah. uh, is getting a sequel. Look out. And these books are actually very popular. Wow. So people like them. Our soundtrack was really popular for a long time. It was. So I, as a librarian, I'm excited for this because that means we can get the second soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed checkouts. You want to listen to them yourself. I haven't listened to a one. Yes, you have. I don't even like to You're a liar. (laughs) All right, last book coming out uh, on March... Oh, wait, no, May. We're in May. May 23rd. Dragon Teeth by Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Jurassic Park, returns to the world of paleontology in this recently discovered novel, a thrilling adventure set in the Wild West during the golden age of fossil hunting. Who now? Michael Crichton. New on the scene? Uh, no. Oh. We've, I mean, you, huh. at the beginning of the show, you talked about 
Oh, we talked about, about him yeah. in episode two. That's a right. page okay. turner that draws on both meticulously researched mm-hmm. history and an exuberant imagination. Dragon Teeth is based on the rivalry between real life paleontologists Cope and Marsh, and William Johnson readers will find an inspiring hero only Mike and Michael Crichton could have imagined. William, Perfectly. William Johnstone readers? What? Is that what you said? William Johnstone readers? No. No, I did not say William Johnstone readers. <laughs> what did you uh, say? William Johnson. William Johnson. In okay. William Johnson, okay. readers will find oh, okay. an inspiring hero. Okay. Uh, perfectly paced and brilliantly plotted, this enormously winning oh. adventure is destined to become another Crichton classic. Well, don't spoil it right now, but I'm very interested to hear your take on this book. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I talked about it at one point during yeah, a my A little bit, but I want like an in-depth yeah. analysis yeah. from that guy. I'm pointing to Eric, everyone. To me. He's pointing to me. Yep. So that's what I have of book news. Okay. Not a lot. I guess that's your. Not that's a lot what comes out right before. Um, okay. What? That's what you're bringing to the table. Just well, making sure. This is not a lot. Well, okay. is Is Memorial Day weekend not a good day to be selling I don't books? know. It seems like you'd want to buy a book and then go sit on a beach or something. Yeah. Or on a new balcony. Which, are you trying to we, tell us we that finished you, a new you balcony, finished the yeah. balcony on your Well, house. we had the balcony. We just. Yeah. Re- place the railing it's pretty exciting okay Uh, let me tell you what's coming out uh not today not tomorrow not next month but july (laughs) july 25th the story of arthur true love by elizabeth berg a beautiful life-affirming novel about a remarkably loving man who creates for himself and others second chances at happiness a moving novel about three people who find their way back from loss and loneliness to a different kind of happiness oh i like these books about uh unusual friends arthur a widow meets maddie a troubled teenage girl who is avoiding school by hiding out at the cemetery where arthur goes every day for lunch to have imaginary conversations with his late wife and think about the lives of others look sounds kind of fun doesn't it at this point in his career yeah i see this movie being a will smith vehicle that's true hey you know what i watched collateral beauty no you didn't yes i did bad uh yeah (laughs) it's (laughs) It was. It's a really good cast. It's like everyone in it yeah. is great. Tara Knightley doesn't. She's the only one I named. It's Helen Mirren. Yeah, I mean, it's just Ed Norton hires actors to gaslight. Spoiler. Will Smith. Spoilers. Is that a spoiler? That's yeah. like the whole plot. That's no, the, the movie. That's what the you, trailers no, about? In the movie, you think that the trailers are about. Uh, he's talking to these people. There's not a second in which that happens. It's like right from the get go. Huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but okay. that's I don't think it is. Sorry, listeners. How Go back. The, that's the... how the movie begins. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not a reveal. Huh. Anyway. Strange. Anyway. Uh, no, I didn't really like it. Okay. I thought it was a waste of the talent in it. Yeah. I mean, we enjoyed like we don't we have it in the it, collection. We like, huh. No one has requested it. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I don't think I've even seen it come in for like a hold. Yeah, I don't have it either. So. Uh, Paradise Valley by C.J. Box. People are going to be clamoring for this, mm. though it's not his uh, main Joe Pickett series. It's ah. Cassie Duel number three. Uh, Is so it a satisfying career? Do you think to be an author who has to write like twenty books in this one series with these certain characters? I don't know. I mean, it pays the bills, and like you're writing what you like. But as yeah. a like a writer, do you think like it's? I think it really depends on the person. Mm. You know, like when Archer Mayer was here a couple of years ago, we talked about this a little bit. Like if he if he didn't really have a desire to write, you know, other series or other characters, like he really particularly mm. liked those. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Um, you know, it's funny, like uh, Frank <laughs> Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz, 
really got tired of writing the Wizard of Oz books and he kept trying to like end them and then mm-hmm. nothing else would sell. So he like took books that he'd written and added like, and then they end up in Oz and then they would sell. So hmm. there's an example of somebody being trapped. Yeah. But I think most of these times it's not true. Okay. Though you see, I mean, this is, um, you know, we're like 20, 25 books into Joe Pickett and here we are book three in a new series. So, right. I mean, there's CJ Box trying something new, and yeah. I have another one that's another example. Maybe it's the uh, one for them, one for me rule. Could be, yeah. Uh, a riveting new novel from the New York Times bestselling and Edgar Award-winning author. She almost caught him once. Now he's back. Oh, boy. For three years, investigator Cassie Duell has been on a hunt for a serial killer known as... The, the Red Lu- October. Oh, the Lizard King. Ah, uh, the Lizard, lizard I, King? Yeah, the Lizard King, whose hunting grounds are the highways and truck stops where runaways and prostitutes are most likely to vanish. Cassie almost caught him once. I'm the Lizard King. Now Cassie is a lone wolf, and in the same way that the two streams converge into a river... Oh, no, that's too much. Cassie must take down a killer who is as ruthless as he is cunning, but can she do it alone without losing her own humanity or her own life? She's a lone wolf you could do it, hunting Cassie. a lizard king. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> CJ Box fans, this is for you. I think I'm actually You'll the first. You'll never kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I might put the first in this new series on the book club for next year. We'll see. Isn't this like a Ninja Turtles villain? That's the Rat King. Oh, yeah. You're confusing the lizard from Spider-Man <laughs> and the Rat King from Teenage Mutant Ninja yes, Turtles. Yes. I'll get you, Spider-Man. Common mistake. Common mistake. Yeah. Uh, here's this. I was very surprised to see this. And listeners, you probably haven't heard about this yet, so prepare yourself. Okay. Uh, Michael Connolly beginning a new series, Renee Ballard. Book one. Whoa! Called Color Me Shocked! The Late Show. From New York Times, New York, from number one New York Times bestselling author Michael Connolly, uh-huh. a new thriller introducing a driven young detective trying to prove herself in the LAPD. Renee Ballard works the night shift in Hollywood, beginning many investigations but finishing none as each morning she turns her cases over to day shift detectives. A once up and coming detective, she's been given the beat as punishment after filing a sexual harassment complaint against a supervisor. Mm. So different direction for yeah. old Michael Connolly. Yeah. And it doesn't even, nothing here implies that it's part of the Bosch universe like his mm. other things. So it seems Bosch. like a real uh, standalone. Sounds so, like an onomatopoeia. You know. Onomatopoeia? Isn't that the a word that sounds like the sound? Yeah. Like wham. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it like, just sounds Bosch. like an onomatopoeia. Like if I punched you in the head, but maybe like instead of holding a roll of quarters, I was holding like... A tomato? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bosh! Bosh! Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Uh, now let's move on to some large print, large print fans and William Johnstone fans. Uh, <laughs> Will Tanner, number three, Powder Burn, mm. coming to you. Actually, I think we'll have this in June. Will Turner? From America's Will Tanner. Oh. From America's greatest storyteller comes a bold new chapter in the Will Turner saga. An you epic said quest- Will Turner there. I did. <laughs> An epic quest for justice at the crossroads of history and a crossfire of bullets. Day of the Avenger. I don't know why it says that. Day of the Avenger? That's what it says. Yeah. But that's not what the book's called. The it's Avengers called... is overkill if you're it's trying to called... catch the Lizard King. Powder burn. <laughs> Powder burn. A Will Tanner U.S. Oh, it's right. Well, Will Tanner U.S. Deputy Marshal Western. Really written by J.A. Johnstone. Okay. So. I think the Lizard could give uh, Captain America some trouble. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Not the Hulk. No, not the Hulk. The Hulk will split the lizard yeah, open. Like a, yeah. yeah, the Hulk like wouldn't have any soggy trouble. peas. I mean, they're both green, so they could find some common ground. That's true. Share yeah. clothes and stuff. Share clothes? <laughs> There's too small for Hulk now. <laughs> oh, Maybe me, lizard want? <laughs> me also look green and purple. <laughs> Thank you, lizard. <laughs> Tis nothing. <laughs> 
You look simply stunning. <laughs> Great. Uh, boy, that fanfic is begging to be yeah. written. Tis uh, nothing. Tis Okay, get us out of here. You're doing me a favor, really. <laughs> What's on the New York Times bestseller list? All right, number 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's cracking you up still. All right, I'm good. All right. Uh, the Lizard being a uh, <laughs> Spider-Man villain from the yeah. 60s, yeah. originally Kurt Connors, uh, yeah. armless. Thank you. He yeah. uh, applied a serum that was hoping to regrow his arm yeah. to himself, and yeah. uh, he transformed into a man-sized lizard yeah. uh, fighting Spider-Man. Spider-Man no. being the 1960s uh, superhero created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Wow, I really like that NPR uh, yeah. take you gave on that. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dog's Way Home uh, is at number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. So this is uh, W. Bruce Cameron. Separated from the man who rescued her as a puppy, a dog sets out across 400 miles of wilderness. So it's a homeward bound situation, but Uh, with one dog. uh It's kind of like Banjo? Bingo. Bingo, no, Bingo was like a dog movie I watched as a kid where oh. he, like, he travels across. No one else he, His family that. moves and forgets him. Oh, poor Bingo. No, he makes it. Because like, oh. Bingo was his name I think was the oh, thing. Oh, okay. I want to say Dan DeVito was in it, but I yeah, could be very that, wrong. That sounds right. Uh, number nine, The Black Book by James Patterson and David Ellis. Yep. Number eight, M- Men Without Women by Haruki Marakami. So this is seven stories by the Japanese writer. I've never heard of him, so I'm kind of surprised that here he is at number no, eight. No, I, I think he won the Pulitzer National Book Award in recent years. Oh, well, I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, Some award. Since We Fell by Dennis Lehane, new this week at number seven. Okay. Is that, is that good for Dennis Lehane? You said he That's needed to win. It's hard to say. Well, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't publish that frequently, so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number six, new this week, The Thirst by Joe Nesbo. Hmm. Uh, number five, Golden Prey by John Sanford. Number four, The Fix by David Baldacci. Number three, Against All Odds by Danielle Steele. So yeah. this will be here until her next book. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, 16th Seduction by James Patterson and two. Maxine Pietro. Two Jimmy P's on the list. Yeah, it wow. is. Look at that. Uh, what do you think uh, is topping the list? Oh, what do I think is topping the list? Yeah. Is there a third James Patterson? Because that's probably <laughs> no. It. It's Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. Oh, nice. So it's the. I actually wasn't sure how that would do. Uh, the psychological thriller by the author of Girl on the Train. Yeah. Women are found drowned in a river in an English town. We're almost. It's almost time. You for didn't. A new you didn't. Johnny Grish. You weren't sure how the second book by the author of The Girl on the Train was going to do. Well, I don't think she's like a real household name yet i think people loved that book but i wasn't sure that her first book i don't know she just had her movie come out yeah she did everybody read girl on the train yeah to appear on the top of the list i'm a little surprised but well good for her color me not surprised i shall that's like a beige I think. yeah 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 i'm that surprised that makes sense, that makes sense. So. anything you want to add before we move on to our main segment uh hmm i saw beauty and the beast okay Something about River? No, nothing about Riverdale. Okay. Well, it's my fault for asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Beauty and the Beast was fine. Yeah, it was fine. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. We have the soundtrack. Check it out. Mm. Or if you want, check out the original. Re- soundtrack. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah we're great singers. For the so. original one. 
Anywho, we're going to be talking about Michael Crichton today because Dragon Teeth comes out. And when are Dragon we gonna, Teeth. When are we going to have a chance to talk about a new Michael Crichton book again? Never again. I don't know. With the way the Dragon Teeth came out of nowhere, it wouldn't shock me if they find a few more, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Bold, right? I thought I did, but then you ended it in that weird way. Oh, so sorry. I'm like, maybe sorry, I don't. Another direction. Yeah. Well, uh, I think to start us off... We need a little help from our friend. Joining us for a special Take 5 on the posthumous works of Michael Crichton, we have friend of the show, brother to me, Steve Van Valkenburg. Steve, say hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're gonna. Here's how it works. we got a quick Take 5 where we're going to ask you five questions relating to Michael Crichton and his posthumous works. All right, are you ready? I am ready. Question number one in the Take 5. Uh, what is your overall impression of the two previously released posthumous Crichton books, Micro and Pirate's Latitude? I enjoyed them immensely, actually. Really? I actually found some more of his vivid work. Really? Micro. Interesting. That one really. I loved, me. yeah, I loved Micro. We were talking about that. I, Micro, I think, is really strong. Yeah. Um, what about Pirate's Latitude? That one seemed atypical of his work. I yeah. still enjoyed it. It was just odd. It's uh, sort of like his, I don't want people to read this work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess for me, it was just like, it would just keep taking a weird left turn. Yeah. Like and something just out the of nowhere was very like, far. what? Yeah. You know, I seem to remember a sea monster at one point, yes. and it was just like... I think they're pretty sure they referred to it as the Kraken. The, yeah, I think they did <laughs> say Kraken. Thing. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but you liked them still. You I did still they, like them. Okay. Micro more they were than like, Latitudes, but yeah. Uh, like on par with the, the other Crichtons that you read, would you I'd say? I'd say Micro was. Latitude is a little lacking, but yeah. still fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird offshoot. Yeah. It's a fun, like, uh, a little... Do you plan to read Dragon's Teeth? I do. Okay. All right. Eric, you want to ask question two? Mm, okay. All right. Uh, did they feel different than other Crichtons you have read? Pirate Latitudes, I would say yes. Okay. Normally, his work is very fact-based and yeah. very essential to the storyline. Yeah. Pirate Latitudes was a little bit of a departure from yeah. his norm, but it was a... Uh, it was interesting still. Micro, however, was still very much an information-like flood. Yeah, But it was very... True. I feel it was easier to read than usual. Okay. Now, Eric, you said that you, you felt like there were... You could you could tell some differences between Crichton's regular writing and, and that? I think so. Because I, I didn't pick up on it, but I mean, you're, you're the expert. Yes. But you felt like just structurally or, or just the phrasing or... Yeah, there, were, there was phrasing... Um, I think in some of the descriptions, okay. I kind of picked up on it. Okay. Um, I think sometimes with the characters, also I picked up on it. Okay. Because Crichton doesn't spend too much time with his characters. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I guess we really yeah. did. We, we got to know these people a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to question three. All right. Well, uh, Steve, uh, this is for you. Yeah. He's, uh, he's our special What guest. is your favorite Crichton book so far? It's tough to not want to say The Lost World. I really enjoyed Micro, though. Really? I like really you, enjoyed my It's in contention for your top spot. I would think so, yeah. You think it's your favorite? Uh, it's flip of a coin oh. depending on my mood, but I okay. really enjoyed it way more than I expected to. Interesting. Yeah. That Eric was the actual incorrect answer. <laughs> so that, that was surprising. <laughs> that surprised me. Yeah. Do you, is it, where do you put it on the range of Micro? Crichtons? Yeah. Uh, above, I, just above Eaters of I'd the Dead? I'd put it with, uh, <laughs> no, Micro would go up with his, uh, his, like, Late output, okay. With like pray, like next okay. pray next, yeah. Um, because he started to feel like he was writing, he like he was not rushing, but he was writing through it very fast. It okay. kind of felt like like he he just had a lot of different things he wanted to do, so he was there was less time taken in between, like throughout the book. I guess. Oh, okay. Um, right. 
but I think Micro maybe does a better job at it than some of the other ones. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, question four. Steve, do you have a favorite page-to-screen adaptation of a Crichton work? I'm thinking it has to be Jurassic Park. Yeah. Probably the go-to answer, but... Yeah, that is, it probably that is the correct answer. I don't know where else you'd go. Let's Some people like The Great Train Robbery. I've never seen it. With uh, Sean Connery and oh. Donald Sutherland, directed cast. by Michael Crichton. Interesting. Uh, you know what's weird? When Michael Crichton directed Coma. Sphere. <laughs> Sphere, really? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I wanted to see the recent uh, Andromeda Strain miniseries with Benjamin Bratt. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw the old classic movie, and it's weird. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't put well, it up there as the top. That but. movie was done by the uh, the production design was done by the same person who did Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. so that's why like the halls in their uh, yeah. that base yeah. kind of have that same uh, clinical white flat feeling that uh, the spaceships do in yeah. Space Odyssey. Anyway, okay. So Jurassic Park. Yeah. I what about least so. favorite timeline? Are we talking about adaptations? Yeah, or? adaptations. Oh, wonder what that could be. Timeline? I'm going to have to say The Lost World. Oh, The Lost World. Oh. Incorrect. It was Timeline. If you I think have warned you. Timeline I is a more entertaining you. movie uh, than The Lost World. Actually, I... I gonna Don't touch me! <laughs> I'm going to have to side with Eric on this one. I think Timeline is oh. definitely the worst. It's so But bad. I haven't seen Congo, so... Yeah, me either. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows how bad that is? The Lost World, no, okay, no, no. is so good. Uh, I can't even. Too late for me to find uh, retraction. <laughs> it's he fine. withdraws. He withdraws. All right. Final question, Eric. Uh, what? Sh- I don't even. I can't. I can't talk to him. I can't, right. I'm, I'm going to have to ask this question without looking at you. Okay. Steve. Don't look at Steve. Uh, what Crichton books are you still wanting to read? I still actually probably Dragon's Teeth. Read- <laughs> well, yes, but I definitely want to read The Great Train Robbery. I've never gotten to it yet. Okay. That is pretty good. It's. It reads like it could be dry, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it stays entertaining throughout. Is it basically just Airframe for you, Eric? Airframe you is the only, like, Crichton book yeah. I haven't read. Then there's his nonfiction followed by his John Lang stuff. Yeah. yeah the old, uh, old but stuff. I do have Travels, which is okay. kind of like his biography. Okay. Nick's favorite, I would assume, is ER. <laughs> I do love ER. So, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and the pilot, the pilot script for ER is, like, almost completely unchanged. Yeah. So, and Crichton was yeah. the one who said, don't kill off Juliana Margulies' character. Yeah. She was meant to die in the pilot. Pretty sure it so. was. Uh, so that point he had, because he's the oh, only yeah, he's the yeah. only person to have had a number one show, which was ER, yeah. a number one book, which I think is Disclosure, uh-huh. and a number one movie, which is Jurassic Park. Yeah, and he had them all at the same time. Yeah, Disclosure is a weird movie, by the way. Did yeah, you see that one? Uh, no, not, but I read the book. The not a huge book fan. Okay. Uh, Rising right. Sun is a pretty good movie. Okay. With Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. All right. I don't, I mean, I guess I, I sort of plan to eventually just read through all of his books. Yeah. I don't know if there's one that I'm like, oh, I have to read this. I guess Timeline, because I was so put off by the movie, but everybody's like, the book is so great. I watched the movie after reading the book. Okay. I was like, this is a terrible book. Okay. The book is fun. My friend Ethan good. swears by the book Timeline, so yeah, I'm going to have great. to read that at some point. Okay, well, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Is this seven? Is this your seventh or eighth? I believe seven. Okay. What number That's was it for uh, our 90s episode? I think that was six. Okay. I think it was five before, but it's right. hard to know. Hey, do you remember so. the 90s episode? Yeah, it was great. Let's just go back. It was great fun. Let's just no, go back we to can't, the 90s. We can't go down this rabbit hole <laughs> again. All right. Uh, I want to thank... Uh, my my special co-host Eric, first of all, and then I, then I want to thank our special guest Steve for joining Wait. us once again. Special guest Steve, I've been here this whole time, <laughs> and now he's gone. <laughs> so long, little brother. Yeah. I get fired. Man, if Steve ever figures out that we get paid, he's and gonna he he's gonna be real yeah. mad. He's gonna yeah. be furious. Uh, so. Anyway. After he said that uh, that thing about the lost world, though, yeah, sorry about that. I, uh, I thought usually I don't know if you noticed when people walk into a building, uh-huh. I try to say 
don't say anything bad about Jurassic Park in the last world. <laughs> and I tried to tell him, and I didn't yeah. tell Steve, so yeah. that's on me. Well, I slashed but... his tires. Did you? Yeah. He rode with me. That that explains it. Okay. That explains why it was your car. So you... Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, again, yeah. I should have warned him ahead yeah. of time, so I feel like I have a little bit uh, to blame there. Yeah. But what I would Look, like to do... the Lost World yeah. is a darker take. I it, think yeah. you're, missing, you're missing the moments of, like, awe in yeah. terms of, like, awe... With wonder, yeah. the awe in the movie is actually from the fear. I Listen. think. I think the dinosaurs are scarier. I think the T Rex comes off a little bit scarier in this one. Okay. I think the Velociraptors are just—they're not like because they don't get their big showcase like they did in the first one. I right. think they're a little bit uh, harder to attach to, but they're just—you know—recognizing that what I'm about to do is a mistake. Uh-huh. Allow me to engage with you on this for just a moment. Okay. I think that you're right. Yeah. And I think that end climax with him like running into a blockbuster uh-huh. just it, I, it does it's, change it's it. It's a different thing, movie. Yeah. That's the only thing yeah. that stands out in my head. Like when I think about that one, I'm mm-hmm. like Jurassic Park, the one where he goes into a Rite Aid, <laughs> the one with William H. Macy. He asks he asks if there's a you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you have a Rite so, Aid card? You know, I think up until that point, I'm really yeah. in it. And that to me is just like it's a you know, a jump the shark kind of moment where I feel mm-hmm. like, well, now we've gone for a cheap thrill when mm-hmm. the rest of the movie was like moody and dark. And so that's, See, that's here's what the turns, thing. turns me off. From I also that. love when the T-Rex is in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you said it, it's a different movie. Yeah. It's just a different kind of thing all of a sudden. Yeah. And I don't really want that. Like, I guess if you want to do that, why don't you uh-huh. just make a whole movie yeah. about that? Okay. Rather than tacking that on the end. Right. Look at you. You've been so restrained. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you some other problems I have in no, no, the stop. Jurassic Park stop. series. Just kidding. Stop. I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. I loved both the books. I devoured those. Yeah. I was pretty young when I read those, too. And yeah. I was way into them. I was younger than you. So, yeah, no, you definitely were. And now I'm older than you. In what way? In, like, maturity-wise. Huh. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk posthumous. Let's. Yeah. I, I think what would be best is if we just take a little stroll through each one. So why okay. don't we? Yeah. So why don't we first start with take my hand. <laughs> Pirate latitudes. Yeah. Pirate latitudes. latitude. Is it? No, it's Toots. Pirate Latitudes. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, man. Yeah. I've got some Pirate Latitudes as well. Toods. Like, like 90s. I, oh, okay. I want to go back to the 90s yeah. episode. I want to go back to before you said that so, <laughs> so that we can... Quit okay. harshing on my Pirate Latitudes, bro. So, Pirate Latitudes came uh-huh. out in 2009. Sure, yeah. And this was kind of a known thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Crichton had made references to writing a pirate book yeah. for decades. Yeah, and they're like, why don't you publish it? He's like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's quite terrible. I think it was just, it was just one of those things that he was always kind of working on. But yeah. looking here... Uh, apparently he mentions that was his current project in the book Travels. Mm-hmm. He mentions that. He mentions it in an interview that he was aiming to complete a long-standing book project about Caribbean pirates in mm-hmm. the 17th century. Caribbean He told pirates. that to American Film in 1979. And yeah. uh, on michaelcrichton.com, great information on michaelcrichton.com. If you've never visited it before, if you're interested in the author, uh, it's a well-put-together website, so I would say check it out. Okay. But um, they actually show some shots of the um, original draft, which was originally called Hunter's Revenge. Hmm. And he scribbled that out and wrote in hand Pirate Latitudes. Uh, First draft completed uh, September through December 1973. And then published 2009. 2009, (laughs) yeah, posthumously. First draft. So this is one of the ones that's just kind of been around for a long time. Uh, And he's, he's mentioned it here or there. It is 
different. I mean, it's, uh, I guess, well, I'll read a synopsis. How about that? Okay. I don't think it is different. You don't? I think it's uh, Crichton, but in that, like, 70s era Crichton. I think it kind of fits in with something like Eaters of the Dead. Okay. Otherwise known as the 13th When Warrior. it becomes fantastical. Is yeah, that's, when it that's ceases weird. to be. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the, that's a weird moment. Well, yep. Steve mentioned, they. I mean, it's a Kraken. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, let's go fight the Kraken. And it's like, what? Because we were just yeah. in Jamaica with, like, a governor and stuff. It's yeah. a very grounded. You know, mm-hmm. it's a normal kind of story. And then all of a sudden, it just gets yeah. real weird. It's the chase. It's the chase between him and the other pirate? Yeah. Or the... The, the guy chasing him, I can't remember because it's been a while, yeah. that I feel like isn't strong because the other character isn't that strong of a character. Okay. So. All right. So, gone. Did you, were you a fan of Pirate Latitudes? I know we talked about that. I mean, before. I liked it, yeah. but um, it was just nice to read. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it wasn't great. The okay. third act was where it fell apart for me. I was okay. on board at the first act. I was like, oh, it feels like Crichton. And then the second act, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I listened to this on audio mostly. Mm-hmm. I was painting a room. Read by Carrie Yules? To it. Was it read by Carrie No, Yules? I was just wondering. Oh, could be. Seems like the perfect... Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> uh, and actually, it's been... Um, DreamWorks has acquired it, by the way. Yeah. And David Kopp signs on to direct. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So we'll see mm-hmm. if that ever comes to play. I don't... Oh, David Kopp? Yeah. He wrote Jurassic Park. Yeah. He wrote the screenplay. Yeah. So I don't know how that works mm-hmm. uh michael Crichton's website also has all the different uh, different languages mm-hmm. uh different covers and different languages and things pretty Neat. cool some dress i remember seeing different. spielberg was up to direct it yeah i heard that he, at one he's point not, too he's not about that anymore no i don't think so uh, probably also because he remembered he did hook yeah. and he's like oh wait i shouldn't do pirate films yeah that's so. right let me read to you uh this blurb from michael Crichton himself blurb I've been working on this novel about 17th century Caribbean pirates for four years. Caribbean. That's what you want me to say. Caribbean pirates for four uh, years now. Caribbean. Which is longer than I've ever worked on anything else. I'm interested in the concept of piracy and in the society that generated this concept. I think that the people of the 17th century were very different from us in their assumptions about the universe, their notions about human behavior and their fundamental values. There's not a sameness to human nature, though the centuries that most historical novels would have us believe. We tend to think that Charles II was pretty much like any of us, except that he happened to be king. That's not true. The world in which he lived was very different. For example, in the 17th century, the mechanisms of disease were not understood at all, and there was no virtue in hygienic habits, not even as a point of fashion. Oysters were a lower-class dish, cheap and readily available. It was a time not far removed from the Middle Ages, a society in which religious beliefs were firmly held by everyone. I'm almost done. It's incredible to think that someone like Isaac Newton spent easily half of his working life devoted to the study of alchemy. It is an extraordinary feeling to spend your whole morning living in the world of 1665 and then get into your Mercedes-Benz and have lunch at some restaurant in Beverly Hills. Mm. So that's in his own words. Yeah. I think it's worth a read. Yeah. I would never say, oh, don't read it. It's bad. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like it's bad at all. It's just a weird side project Mm -hmm. that he did that probably uh, would never have been published while he was alive. Man, it's too bad he died before he could tackle, like, social media. Yeah. That would have been sick. Yeah. He would have been like, don't get on Facebook. Yeah. It's actually sentient, and now it's eating you, and your wife is being controlled by Facebook. I think all that's true, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Facebook, let's look at some user comments on Facebook. Okay. Facebook user (laughs) Ruth said, I found Pirate Latitudes lacking the level of research Crichton used to put into his books. It was an okay story, but not what I had come to expect from Crichton. Because of this bad experience, I've not picked up any of the others. Uh, I think that's true. Any of the posthumous. Because I think 
like sometimes you'll be reading a book you'll be reading a Crichton book and like there'll be the adventure and then it will stop and for like three paragraphs would be like in the 18th century mm-hmm. this, 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 yeah, that's which true. leads us to this yeah. guy having a cannon pointed out in his face yeah. so yeah you're right but I think in Pirates Latitude there isn't a lot of that I think no. it's just kind of happening yeah you don't get a, a yeah. lot of uh, background yeah. kind of into the areas or any of the things yeah. that they're doing Facebook user Anne says uh, I thought Micro was good pretty similar to his other books and then about Pirate Latitudes she says Pirate Latitudes was kind of a bust for me mm. I've got dragon teeth on hold but I'm skeptical Look, he didn't want anyone to read Pirate's Latitude. That's how I feel. Like, when I sat down, I was like, Michael Crichton did not want me to read this, so I'm giving him a pass. You know, like, I would never judge it based on that, uh, just because of that very reason. But anyway, this is one that we've known about for a long time. You know, it's been teased here and there that he was working on a pirate story. And I say, it's okay. Mm. You know, it's quick. Compared to some of his other books, especially, I think it's a pretty quick read. Uh, The audio book was fun. And I, would you recommend it? No, you wouldn't. I'd. Re- I mean, not unless you've if somebody read other was like, Crichton "I want to read a like an adventure, or I want to read a pirate book, or something." Would it ever be on your list? Jeez, I don't think I've read any other pirate books. I guess I probably wouldn't say, "Hey, go read Pirates Latitude." But if somebody asked me, like, "What do you think about this? Should I read it?" I think I'd be like, "Yeah, give it a go." If, you know? if somebody was like, "I need a book on pirates," I'd have to suggest Pirates Latitude. Yeah. <laughs> so. Would you if somebody asked you if they should read it? I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's not uh, yeah. not great. Yeah, what you're saying. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But let's move on to micro. Micro. Now, micro, I think, is much more micro machines. Oh, I love micro machines. <laughs> micro is much more in the Crichton wheelhouse. I think. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. he was writing this. Yeah. Like before he died. Yeah. And it was finished by Preston. Uh, I'm interested. I, I am interested to like know how much Preston actually did. Um, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Michael Crichton had over a third of Micro written when he passed away. He also left behind an outline, reference materials, and notes, which Richard Preston used to complete the book. And then it shows a sample page of the notes, and they're pretty thorough. Maybe I just uh, need to start reading Richard Preston then. Maybe. Maybe. If you like. Because like a like third isn't sort of much. Thing. No, it's not. Uh, but I ended up liking Micro like throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if he, I assume he's a, a Crichton fan, so he would have the voice in his right. head you know well, i'm trying to look at some of the other fair. i will i'll check out richard preston oh well i mean good luck he has a book called the cobra event uh-huh. and the boat of dreams a christmas story and then he has some nonfiction stuff what richard preston way to let me down yeah well you can read the cobra where's event. your dinosaur island book why are there not more books about people in the modern day being trapped on an island with dinosaurs well i don't think you can compete I think that's why. You're wrong. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you like Micro. Yeah. And Steve, it's in contention for his favorite Crichton book. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm it glad he's crazy. gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it depends on how much you've read, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and as I said, it was comparable. I felt like it was more comparable to something like Prey, um, maybe Next, State of Fear, though I think it's better. I think it definitely fits more into like the Jurassic Park vibe, okay. but I feel like something like Jurassic Park and Lost World, they're denser because yeah. he's putting in a lot more character yeah. or he's putting in a lot more research and history um, and everything. And I feel like, uh, I feel like as he went along, his books became quicker reads mm-hmm. uh, and maybe just because he changed as a writer, okay. you know? 
I mean, you well, get I think older. you I think you made a good point in in uh, noticing the differences in some of these, and you said character that he spends yeah. more time with his characters, and I think um, yeah. Micro is the one that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, more than Pirates. Because I mean, but... you can't really like name me a trait of one of Michael Crichton's characters that isn't Ian Malcolm, yeah. and really, that's not a trait. He's just, I mean, he's a jerk, so I yeah. guess that's his trait. Yeah. But like, is is Alan Grant, you know, is yeah. he cranky or is he lovable? Is yeah. he, you know? And Andromeda Strain is the extreme of that. It's like, yes. I guess we need people to walk us through yep. this plot. Here yeah. you go. Here's yeah. pe- people man, That's people probably, man, people man. Yeah, I feel like with Michael <laughs> Crichton books, a lot of times, uh, you're right, people man is just there because he can't have humanity as a whole, right. as a species yeah. in yep. in the book doing something. Like, <laughs> so humanity would humanity, then do this. It's like, here's Rick. Yep. <laughs> Rick's about to experience yep. this thing I want to talk to you about. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, well, Micro uh, is about bugs. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. People get shrunk down. It's yeah. Honey, I, uh, it honey I Shrunk the Kids uh, for adults. Yeah. All so right. it's Honey I Shrunk Ourselves, I suppose. In the vein of Jurassic Park, I guess. I would. I don't know. It, this high-concept thriller follows a group of graduate students lured mm-hmm. to Hawaii to work for a mysterious biotech company, only to find themselves cast out into the rainforest. Listen, if somebody approaches you about a deal involving biotech, mm-hmm. you're probably in a Michael Crichton novel. You need to get true, out yeah. of there. You need to get yeah. out of there. Um, nothing but their scientific expertise and wits to protect them. An instant classic. Micro pits nature against technology in vintage Crichton fashion. Completed by visionary science writer Richard Preston. This boundary-pushing thriller melds scientific fact with pulse-pounding fiction to create yet another masterpiece of sophisticated, cutting-edge entertainment. A lot of that's confusing. One, it's not a rainforest. They're in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, they're shrunk down, so maybe it feels like a rainforest yeah. to them. Yeah. Uh, Second thing, it's not a battle against like nature versus technology because the yeah. people who get shrunk don't have any technology. Just dudes, yeah, yeah, they're just dudes who have to make sticks and yeah. stuff to fight off bugs. It is comparable to Jurassic Park in that it's a bunch of people lost in a world uh, that can easily devour them. I mean, they have to fight centipedes, they have to fight beetles. That you know, everything at that like size <laughs> uh, shoots some kind of venom or poison or acid or has spikes or, you know, wants to eat you or lay their eggs inside you. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, there's a character who gets a hornet yeah. lays, a wasp Ugh. lays its eggs you in don't his have arm. To. It's fine. And then they hatch. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's grotesque at times. I, was just I would t- say that is more grotesque. That's probably like that the, arm yeah. hatching thing is the most grotesque. And I read, I mean, in Jurassic Park, he's like, and... He realized he was holding his own intestines, yeah. and I'm like, ha-ha, that's great! And then I read this, and I'm like, I'm going to vomit. Yeah. I'm going to throw You're up right. on this book. You're right. It was more intense. You know, I'm looking at my review here from 2012, and I said, the honey I shrunk the scientist plot was a little difficult to swallow at first. That's what you said. But once I accepted it, it was smooth sailing. And I, that's, I mean, that's true. It was kind of like, okay, I guess we're doing this shrinky thing where we're all little. See, I must, I must just be like... Brutal. I must just be a cold, unloving man. Wow. Because what I want in something like Micro and in Jurassic Park movies is a lot more, uh, like, side characters to get eaten. Yeah. I want a higher, I want a bigger cast so mm-hmm. that there can be a bigger body count. But not necessarily because I want, I just want people to die. Yeah. I want, like, create, like, The danger. All, yeah, the I want all the, uh... You want to know who's going to I want to find, like, every single thing that could kill you when you're down at that level <laughs> in the whole Hawaiian jungle, yeah. and I want it to happen. And yeah. it just feels like, oh, yeah, four. I'm like, well, okay. Like, in Jurassic Park, it's like, well, some are going to be eaten by raptors. Mm-hmm. One's going to be eaten by a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. 
you're done. That's it. But you need like, but That's in Lost it. World, they're like, we have so many. We can have a T-Rex step on somebody. Yeah. We can have a T-Rex eat somebody. You're right. Uh, I mean, we'll get rid of 20 in the long grass, but mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, well, in 2015, DreamWorks also acquired this to turn it Yeah, into I heard about that too. I heard something more recent about it. It just got a director, actually. Really? I think. That's it doesn't, cool. I mean, that's not necessarily a, uh, you know, a sign that it will happen anytime soon. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did see something back about that. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd watch that. Well, again, the Crichton website is really yeah. cool. It's got pictures of him researching the mm-hmm. book, and it's got maps he drew. Yeah. It's got some handwritten notes and yeah. everything. A lot of I don't really know interesting who, stuff about it. I don't know who owns it, uh, the movie, but my suggestion to them is it's an R-rated sci-fi like adventure. Well, that seems to be the way things are going now. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise. So. All right. Uh, let's see. Kids are not going to go to it no matter how cool it looks. A couple of... Sure. Unless they're like cool, unless like Vin Diesel's there. Yeah. And he's like, get on this grasshopper. I'm taking <laughs> you to the factory. Yeah. Too fast. <laughs> too grasshoppery. Um, All right. Facebook user Andy says, I think I read Micro. If that's what I'm remembering, then I liked it. So probably. His name is Andy? Yeah. I said bugs. Andy. And she said, yes, that was it. Yeah. So Andy, you need to start journaling. Bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Or use Goodreads. Yes. Whatever you like. Yeah. Whatever you like. I already mentioned user Ann, who mentioned that Micro, micro yeah. was good. Yep. Um, I, it seems to be pretty popular. Like, we have a couple copies here in the library, and it's still checking out. I want to live in the weird so. parallel universe where Jurassic Park didn't hit big. Yeah. I guess I don't want to live there. I want to just visit. visit. Where Jurassic Park didn't hit big, yep. but Micro did. And they made a Jurassic Park-sized movie for Micro. And so, mm-hmm. like, all the kids have these cool action figures but instead of dinosaurs, they're just giant bugs. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look out, Alan Grant. I Here comes it. the centipede. And yeah. you have to get in a cool little uh, motorcycle that shoots those plastic missiles. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. All right. I love it. Why don't we just buy bug models and okay. then have them fight Jurassic Park action figures? Yes. <laughs> I want to do that. All right. So you would, to say, eBay. You, would, <laughs> you would say Pirate's Latitude is fine. And you would put Micro yes. up with Latter Day. I, I would say Pirate's Latitude, yes, it's fine, but you have to put in the caveat that he doesn't want anyone to yeah, read it. Yeah. And uh, Micro, you have to accept as if maybe he didn't have a co-writer, yeah. as if it just came out on his own. Yeah. I feel like you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. So. I would recommend Micro. Yeah. I would. I think it, I don't think it needs to be, like, yeah. separated from the other Crichton mm-hmm. books. I think it fits in nicely. Yeah. I feel maybe even later day Crichton was more accessible because it wasn't so dense. Yeah. Really, it's probably. Well, I think just, you found a balance. Like yeah. you look at something like Andromeda Strain, and really, it's like yeah. a science textbook with yeah. the characters occasionally. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Michael Crichton's Dragon Teeth, hitting stores May twenty third, twenty seventeen. I've already read it. You have. I read it in advanced reader's copy. So let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. Give and us. I- it's about the... It's a Western. Yeah, it's, it's a, a Western. paleontology adventure. They sure it's... want you to think it's Jurassic Park, and you look at that cover. Yeah, they do. But... Uh, for those of us that like dinosaurs, uh, maybe even love dinosaurs, uh, the book does try does kind of trick us. Yeah. Uh, because it has very little to do with dinosaurs. Yeah. The dinosaurs' bones uh, could be anything, really. Oh, it, I It's see. kind of like a, it's a, the MacGuffin of the story. Okay. He, they go and they hunt... They find the dinosaur bones. We get some dinosaur bone facts. Uh, but then what happens is the main character has to get back home because he's been lost and abandoned. And so he has to travel through this environment that he's not equipped to, but also get the dinosaur bones to safety. So he's got a bunch of crates of fossils, including brontosaur teeth, 
and uh, but they could be anything. It could be the Holy Grail. Yeah. It could be the Ark of the Covenant. You know. Yeah. And I'm not just saying those because I just watched Indiana Jones. No. I mean, could be a, a crystal skull even. Ugh, what'd maybe, you say? Maybe not. Oh, okay. I don't think I'd say that. Okay. It could be a Temple of Doom okay. if you, if it All were. Right. It could be, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it it really is more of a western. Okay. Um, I I think it could be called something else, and the cover could have nothing dinosaur related. Yeah. And uh, it'd be more. Yeah, accurate. it's probably. I feel like it's going to struggle to find an audience because. Yeah. People wanting like techno thriller are not going to pick it yeah, up. Yeah, it's not a techno thriller. It's a history. Yeah. Uh, it's a history novel uh, with. Real life, the real Marsh and uh, Cope, uh, which were rival paleontologists. Yeah, see, I just feel like people who like want the the standard Michael Crichton are mm-hmm. going to see this and think that it has something to do with that. Yeah. Pick it up. If you're a bigger fan of maybe the Great Train Robbery, yeah, then I think yes, uh, this this will do it for you. I think they. Should, I mean, I, I understand why they tried to make it seem like it's part of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. but I feel like they would have marketed like a historical novel or like you know even just gone. Michael Crichton's Lost Western Saga, yeah. I think that would have had yeah. a better time finding a market mm-hmm. than this. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't strike me as particularly appealing. Like, I don't know that I would read this one. Yeah. Like, when I've exhausted all I did not Crichton. realize it was going to be as much of a Western as it was. Yeah. But paleontology books aren't necessarily, like, fun. Right. Like, it's not super fun to read about people. But yeah. when they start talking about dinosaur facts, sure. But the thing is, they're 18th century dinosaur so- paleontologists. Paleontologist. So how much? How much do they really how know? How much do they know? Yeah, Jeez. I think here's one. I just grab it, snap it in half. Yeah, yeah. that's a bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you like it? Yeah. I see. You always say it like that. It's always like yes with reservations. Yeah, because like if it wasn't Michael Crichton, you would not like this book. If it wasn't Michael Crichton, fair? I wouldn't have picked it up. No, you wouldn't have picked it up. But is it just your love of Michael Crichton that's maybe? I mean, that through? might be carrying. Uh, I guess <sighs> the last third again was hard it took a while yeah i guess maybe i didn't love it okay so it was fine yeah that's just uh i would say it's probably less uh, it's weird because he does give some information about like the western towns so if you want to learn about like deadwood Mm. you could also just watch hbo's deadwood yeah i've ever since this book has been announced Mm -hmm. i've like scoured the internet and read a bunch of articles trying to figure out like when he wrote it, like mm-hmm. why it wasn't published, what the yeah. goal with it was, like, yeah. and there's nothing. He probably started and then was like, wait a second, it'd be cooler if there were actual dinosaurs yeah. I mean, <laughs> to Jurassic Park. Have you seen any any background on this book? No. I haven't uh, seen I mean, we hadn't heard of anything. Yeah, it was just found in a computer file. Uh, I wrote a pretty scathing review yesterday of it. Gave it a D minus. Yeah? Yeah, harsh. Well, I, I didn't. I borrowed your copy, as you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and tried to get into it. And I yeah. just was like, this is not going to be for yeah. me. So you gave you it to your so sister-in-law. Who is a huge Crichton fan. Uh-huh. She read half of it mm-hmm. and was like, ah, I can't. Mm-hmm. So. so it sounds like she's a huge Crichton fan, but maybe a poor reader. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she had to stop to sound things out constantly. Yeah. That's not true. That's not true. But I do think it's weird that we're giving no information about it. Yeah. Considering the way that yeah. Micro and um, Pirate's Latitude are yeah. documented, even on Crichton's website. I think they're also, I mean, they're banking off of the fact that one, it's Michael Crichton. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, it's a lost book. Two, uh, it's dinosaur related, and we just got Jurassic World. Yeah. So now Jurassic Park is, I mean, for some of us, it never left. But right. now it's back, baby. Yeah. And then three, Westworld is now a hit on HBO. Yeah. And that's a Michael Crichton work, and it's a Western work. Yeah. So though I don't know how many people are watching West, West, uh, Westworld yeah. on TV right now and going like, oh, 
Michael Crichton. So yeah, I don't. And there's there's nothing in the forward or the afterward about any. I, I'm just really puzzled about where this book came yeah. from, and I don't understand why they're not telling us anything. Yeah. The conspiracy yeah. theorist in me just yeah. wonders what yeah. the deal is. Let Found me... in his in his coffin, clutching with a note that says, please, please yeah. don't publish. Yeah. I will take this book to my grave. And they said, not today, Crichton. This, all, all this says about it is, uh, this is from the afterword of the book written by Sherry Crichton, uh, Michael Crichton's widow. Honoring Michael's legacy has been my mission ever since he passed away. Because of his unique writing process, I quickly realized that it was possible to trace the birth of Dragon Teeth to written correspondence that began in 1974, possibly his most prolific time as an author and filmmaker. Nearly 40 years after Michael first hatched the idea for a novel about the excitement and the dangers of early paleontology, the story feels as fresh and fun to readers now as it was to him then. Dragon Teeth was a very important book for Michael. It was a forerunner of his other dinosaur story and is the perfect complement to Jurassic Park. His other dinosaur story. Its publication story. is a wonderful way to introduce Michael to a new generation of readers around the world and will be an absolute treat for longtime Crichton fans everywhere. So that's all we get. Maybe there were correspondence that place it yeah. pre-Jurassic also, Park. Also, which wife? Because he was married multiple times. Sherry. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know yeah. where that falls. I don't know. Current wife? I I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. So if it's if you, odd. If you I want to know. I just want to know. If I, you marry five times, yeah, uh, and divorce five times, but yeah. then you die, yeah. are they still your widows? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So when you're divorced, then aren't your widow anymore? It's just your dead ex. <laughs> wow, you're dead ex. Right? Okay. So I guess that's kind of a you're you're sort of giving Janet Ivanovich, call your agent right now. <laughs> dead X. Yes. Book twenty two. <laughs> yep. You're kind of giving it a thumbs down. Uh yeah. I, it's not one I would recommend. I'd only recommend it to Crichton fans. Okay. Uh who just want like What one... about just like people who like Westerns? Does it is it a good Western? I don't know. I like Westerns, but I I'm not a good judge of that. Okay. I don't think it's uh I don't think it's as gritty as we expect our westerns to be these days. Okay, it strikes me as a western, uh, like if you like westerns pre-Unforgiven. Okay, uh, before that kind of you know flip changed okay. some stuff about westerns, maybe. Yeah. Um, before their life got flipped, turned upside yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, speaking of Will Smith, uh huh. That's all. Just because we were talking about collateral beauty. That's we were. And now we've come back around to yeah. it. So full circle. Yeah. So this concludes our Will Smith podcast yeah. for today, I think. Uh, so anyway, we have these in our That's collection. a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we have Micro. Yeah. We have Pirate Latitudes. And we will soon have our copy of Dragon Teeth. Yeah. So you can read them all and decide for yourself. And when you do, let us know. And you can find us where, Eric? You mean online? Yeah. Oh, uh, you can find us at... Uh, Facebook? Yes. You do this every Facebook. week. This David, is your thing. David A. Howe Public Library. <laughs> Twitter at All The Book Show. You yeah. can find us on SoundCloud. Uh-huh. You can find us on iTunes. And hey, while you're at iTunes, rate us, share us, <laughs> review us, tell your friends about yeah. us. Don't tell Jeez. Don't tell any of so the Crichton family about what we said about Dragon Teeth, though, please. Yeah, don't sure. tell. Especially Sherry. Tell, tell her that I liked Micro, if you yeah, want. Yeah, but sure. Leave Dragon Teeth out of it. Yeah. Uh, well, next week, are, are we, are, is this official? Next week, we're going to be talking about, you know Wonder what? Wonder Woman! <laughs>
All right. All the podcast is waiting for you. Perfect. And the magic that you do. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be doing a spotlight. Stop a war with love. Turn a hawk into a dove. Yeah. In the old red, white, and blue. Yeah, something like that. Those are the lyrics. We're going to be talking about everybody's favorite... What do they call Wonder Woman? What do they call Wonder Woman? Yeah, what is the, like, Man of Steel? Princess of Themyscira? No, is, doesn't she have something? Made of Might? That's Supergirl. Made of Might? That's Supergirl. So, and it's not cool to say anymore. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be talking about all things Wonder Woman. We're going to be talking about our favorite Wonder Woman Amazonian stories. Amazonian Princess? Amazonian princess, sure. We're going to talk about our favorite Wonder Woman stories. Uh, so let us know what you think about Wonder Woman. If you have a favorite story, reasons why you like Wonder Woman, we want to hear it and we want to talk about it. Yeah. So now let's talk about what's you going on. You might only know, uh, to, in case people are wondering, we're, we're talking about Princess Diana yeah. of Themyscira. Yeah. Uh, so Okay. In Thank case you. they were yeah. like, Wonder Woman, I hate her. And then yeah. they're like, oh, you meant Princess Diana. Yeah. Mascara. If you just want to talk about her alter ego, yeah. Diana Prince, or if you want to yeah. talk about Linda Carter, we're fine. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do we're just going to talk about Linda we'll Carter. We'll just talk about Linda Carter. Has she written any books? Also in Sky High. So if you want to watch Sky High, oh, boy. I'm open I'm to doing that. Lie Let down. me tell you what's going on here at the David A. Howe Public Library. On yeah. Tuesday the 23rd at 2 o'clock, we're showing The Trouble with the Curve, starring Clint Eastwood for mm-hmm. our senior matinee. Yeah. We have a new, uh, new to us, band The Probables, coming on the 25th at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. I've heard their stuff. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you to come out for yeah. that. If you don't like them, we'll shrink them down and we'll send them send out into the jungles to, yep, of uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. to fight bugs. Yep, yeah. that's, that's a promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Book Club's currently reading All Our Yesterdays by Robert B. Parker and Whistling Past the Graveyard mm-hmm. by Susan Crandall. So we hope you'll join us for that. Yeah. I feel like maybe we didn't use this opportunity well in being able to talk about Honey, I Shrunk with the kids. You're right. Because, I mean, we didn't talk about how scary the scorpion was in that yeah, movie. Yeah, it was really scary. About how sad it was when the ant oh, dies. Oh, auntie, come on yeah. now. Yeah. So. And don't even get me started on Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Yeah. Or Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah. Or the TV show starring Peter Scolari. Did you never watch the TV show? No. It was kooky. Peter anyway, Scolari. Which one's he? Peter Scolari is not Tom Hanks from Bosom Buddies. It's the other. Okay. Peter Scolari. Cool. Yeah. Anyway... We're going to talk Wonder Woman next week, so join us then. We'll see you at episode 93.